The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali. On the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went through Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. are you? Good. Tired. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I've got a question for you. Have you ever felt sad? Yeah? Sometimes, a lot of the time. Yeah. Sadness is one of those emotions that's with us almost every day, isn't it? Some, she's not here because she's sick. Yeah. Some of us don't, don't always like being sad. Do you like being sad? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. In today's story, Jesus heard that his friend was really going through something terrible. And it made him sad. So sad, in fact, that he took a long break from everything that he was doing. He couldn't quite get himself to to be in the same place that he was before, so he moved. He couldn't quite get himself to do the same things he was doing before, and so he stopped. And he started doing something entirely new. He picked up what his friend was doing, because he thought it was the best way to move forward. 
and Jesus' own ministry, the, Je- the ministry that Jesus himself did, began with the very words that his friend had been saying. Repent, for the kingdom of God has come near. He invited other people into this moment. He invited Andrew and Simon and James and John. And they immediately left what they were doing. And they did incredible things. But all this came out, all this started when Jesus was with his sadness. There are some really special things that God does through our sadness sometimes. Really special things that God does through the parts of our lives that we'd rather not want sometimes. The beginning of Jesus' ministry began with his sadness. Now that might not be the most fun thing to think about. That might not be the most fun thing to hope for. And I'm not sure that it's there so that we try to be sad. I think that this is here to tell us that when we're sad, God is still there. And when our hearts feel broken, God's still there. And when we're struggling, God's still there. And not only is God just there, God's doing wonderful and powerful things through it. In short, God's still with us when we're sad. This week, I want you to try to remember that whenever you're sad. Like we said before, sadness is with us most days of the week. And if you ever are sad, if you ever are struggling, I want you to remember that not only God is with you, but that Jesus' own ministry began in the same place that you are. When they're sad and when they're confused, when they're not where they want to be. Does that make sense? Good. It's a tough subject to think about sadness. So thanks for being brave today and thinking about it. Should we say a prayer? Let's pray. Gracious God, you know that sadness is a part of our lives each day. And you know it so well because you are with us in every moment of those sad times. Please be with us and help us in our sadness. And if it be your will, if this is something that you want, help us to do great things through that sad time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And we have a snack. We'll see you. Bye. In the name of Jesus, amen. I'm not sure I really ever realized how Jesus' ministry began. Here in the Gospel of Matthew, we have a beginning with Jesus hearing about John the Baptist.
In the Gospel of Luke, we have Jesus wandering in the desert. I think it's the same for the Gospel of Mark. For the Gospel of John, it's this moment of tension inside of him and the disciples and the ones who are following him around. However it is, there are things being broken at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Here in the Gospel of Matthew that we're focusing on today, John is being broken. John's experience of life is being broken. He's being held captive, not by a just reason, by the way, but simply because Herod finds him a threat. He's being held And the community that had gathered around him, all the Judean countryside, came out to see him, mourned. There's a brokenness here. But families are being broken too. And man, that sounds so harsh to phrase it that way. But we all know, don't we, that there comes a time when it is healthy for a family to break, and then to mend into separate groups. Then to break and mend into further groups. The families expand. We don't live inside the same household forever. We expand and we go to different places and we make our own families. That expansion continues all the time, but there is a small and necessary breaking that happens. And for Simon and for Andrew, this breaking happens suddenly. And for James and John, they're taken literally out of their father's boat and out of their father's presence to do something different. Can I tell you something? I'm just going to go anyways. I don't know why I'm not a farmer. I don't remember having that conversation with my parents. I don't remember having a conversation about I won't be doing this. I do remember having a conversation with them about wanting to be a pastor. I remember that conversation pretty clearly. And I do realize that the commute to the field of my family would probably be a little harsh right now, given that it's seven and a half hours away. But I, I had to have a small little break in my family in order to do what I'm doing right now. And there needed to be a painful moment when my dad and my mom realized that while I loved, loved living the life that they did, I'd be living a different one. I'd be living one that didn't look exactly like theirs and I'd be picking up things that weren't what they picked up for their lives and I'd be forging a path forward that wasn't familiar. And I imagine that was hard. I'm sure many of you have these experiences with your own children or remember these experiences with your own parents. And I know many of you are already familiar with these small breaks. But the reason that I bring this up isn't just to dwell in misery and grief. 
but to mark that the beginning of truly wonderful things, the beginning of the things that God calls us to, usually begin with a break. They begin with a stark change. Read the end of the text for today. I mean, if you only read the end of the text, this is the most wonderful and brilliant thing ever. Jesus, in the blink of an eye, is moving into the community and healing everyone and dwelling with everyone and curing everyone. I mean, just, it's a magnificent moment moving forward. But the whole lead-up to it were these breaks. I believe, and not just want, I believe that in Trinity's future, there are magnificent things in store. And I believe in Trinity's future that there are the light of Christ moments for us and for our community in store. And I believe that God is calling us to wonderful things and to powerful moments and to magnificent, magnificent action. And I believe that they will start with breaks. That we'll have to say goodbye to some of the things that we are, some of the people that we are, We'll have to say goodbye to some of the actions that we normally take and the things that we normally do. And I am so sorry, but I don't know what those are. I'm so sorry to bring this up without knowing exactly the way forward. It's a terrible thing and a wonderful thing that's sitting on our laps today. The realization that we will not be the same if we move forward into the kingdom of God, come near. And it's a wonderful thing to realize that repent. The kingdom of God has come near. It's for us too. I want you to think about what you believe these breaks might look like. How do you believe Trinity, you and I, will change in the future, are being called to change now. I promise that I have been already and will continue to think about these things. I would like for you to join me, trusting that in our sadness, that in our breaks, God will be there. That in our pain, in our grief, God will be there. That in our calling to be people who continually break and mend and expand, God will be there. God be with you, with you this week. If this calling is difficult and harsh, God be with you this week. If you have no idea what's to come. God be with you this week, each and every moment that you see a break coming and grieve for it. And may God be with us as we become what we are being called to be.
I'll be with you. Amen.